0: Only. It is. That's it's gone. Long. Oh god! Michael Schumacher hits David Coulthard
1: and he's out. George Russell is the Formula Two champion. Oh! oh. Hits Cliff with a big one. Big one.
0: Welcome to the Monkey Seat, the podcast that is certified net zero carbon almost. My name is Tom.
2: And I'm Carl, who's glad Top Gear is over for this season, as they may have got a strongly worded email from me. Well, they just have to wait and listen to this podcast to find out why. More on that later.
0: We are a fully independent podcast hosted by two opinionated friends who like to put the world to rights.
2: Visit our website, monkeyseatpod.com and follow us on all the socials at monkeyseatpod.
0: You can find us on all major podcasting platforms, including YouTube, by searching for Monkey Seat Podcast.
2: And if you like what you hear, or even if you don't, leave us a five star review and we'll give you a shout out, which we haven't had any recently. We need some more.
0: Yes, leave us us a positive review and we will give you a shout out. And uh, we're open to bribery as well if you want to pay Uh, talking about
2: bribery we need to do something about that remind me to send an email about bribery
0: send an email about bribery Uh, today on the podcast uh, we have from extreme eve Veloce team manager ian davis we've uh, just held an interview with him and we'll be dropping that in shortly um so yeah, it was a great great interview. Uh learned a lot and uh, as we always do when we have a when we have a guest yeah. on. Um, so yeah, I think you're in for a real treat anyone into extreme e and just um, just racing in general, make sure you have a listen. It's uh
2: and being green. There's a lot yeah. we do we talked a lot about being green and the about, about eco, the eco side of racing and how it's all going to work. And it's really interesting. It was a it was a bit of an off-piece discussion for us cuz we're not, you know, we 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 are a remote, sport, remote broadcast and we did talk a lot about green energy and life, but that I think that's the future of it and and I think it was an interesting it really interesting do you know what let's stop talking about this because I think I'm gonna have a little bit of a discussion after um in interview because Ian brings up some really interesting points during that um so listen to the interview um and then we'll always give our analysis of the interview in some ways yeah um,
0: we'll, we'll do a race review of a race review
2: yeah um <laughs> but i've ian, ian is the most loveliest man and really we're we're so lucky with our guests I haven't, I haven't had a guest yet that i think is an absolute eejit but um this isn't one he's absolutely lovely he's ian and he is here he is
0: Oh Yes. Yeah, so we are joined now with uh, by Ian Davis from uh, the team manager of uh, Team Veloce in Extreme. Thank you for coming on, Ian. Thank you for having me. Thank you for asking me.
2: Great to have you here. Um, hey, Absolutely. Uh, what a what a day, what a week weekend that you just had.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Very interesting weekend. Um, short and long at the same time. Uh, short on competition, <laughs> but uh, but long. Um, you know, when you have to stay there to uh, to suffer the endings of everybody else's excitement
2: oh god yeah you can't move yeah your planes are burnt. Mm.
0: well no 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 spoilers we'll get to that a little bit later we'll uh, we'll uh, we'll start at the beginning if that's okay we just love to find out some more about you uh and people who who don't know who you are and um, what was it that got you into racing and how, how did you get started
1: well we went in uh as a 16 year old apprentice into uh, into a local rally okay. team um a gentleman by the name of phil collins not the singer <laughs> and, uh, for the drummer? Is that that,
2: on his, that's on his business card, yes, isn't so, yeah, it? Bill not Corey's, the drummer. Not the singer.
1: Not the drummer. <laughs> and um, he he ran a, a rally team locally. I was looking enough to get an apprenticeship there in sort of late eighties, early nineties, and um, probably the height of rallying in, the, in in the UK and Ireland at the time. And that gave me a good grounding. And then you know, wandering feet, always wanted to travel the world. Ended up in the Middle East of all places in the uh, in the early nineties. And from there, I had a time of um, considerable time, twelve to fifteen years at M Sport, who are the people who currently run uh, the Ford program in the World Rally Championship, as an engineer and uh, localised team manager for those, for them in different regions. <laughs> that made me cross paths with a gentleman called Ken Block, who I'm sure I don't all, he is. Sure, you many of your listeners will have would have heard of. Um,
2: Mr. I, Jim Carner himself.
1: I did. I built the Jim Carner four and five cars. Oh wow, those are your cars. Yeah, oh for, the series
2: is amazing. The, four, the Jim Carner yeah. files on
1: Netflix. Yeah. The H the hybrid function hooning vehicle uh was, was my creation. Um and from there then I actually met Travis Pastrana, another another world legend, the year of Rallycross with, with Travis, and that got me into the whole Rally Cross scene in the USA, uh global Rally Cross as it as it was then, and uh, from there I came back to European Rallycross, where I'd spent sort of the previous last six years, I suppose, um, before getting the job with Veloci that I have today. So it, it, sort of one thing leads to another. It's contacts on contacts. Um, I'd looked at extremely uh, from the initial time that they had um, announced the program. I was very interested in it. I feel there's a time to, to change direction in motorsport. I think for those of us that, that are in it professionally, I think if you're going to earn a living in it, I think that earning a living out of fossil fuel programs is, is going to become very difficult in the next 10 years. And, you know, I just believed in it. I believed in XE from, from the beginning and, and set out to look for a job. And and again, you know, through contacts, my, my paths crossed with the lotching.
0: So, I mean, I'd never heard of Veloce t- uh, until fairly recently. What is it that they do as, as a company? Because aren't they based in iRacing? Um,
1: yeah, they're an e-sports company. So, uh, yeah. co-founded by, by an, a number of gentlemen, A. Eric Verne, Jack Clark, Rupert Stenson-Cook, all either current or ex-single-seater racing drivers to reasonably high standard. And they saw a gap in the market maybe four or five years ago and could see that esports were going to be big. And now they're probably the biggest esports company. They, uh, Veloce themselves, run a, run a lot of the Formula One programs. So a lot of the Formula One teams have esports teams that are actually run by Veloce. Uh, and, and that's the oh, wow. sort of main bulk of the company business. And when Extreme came along, they clearly thought that uh, marrying um, the esports side of the business with with the real sport was uh, was a good move.
0: So, obviously, the, the sport has been literally formed out of nothing uh, to, to what we all experienced at the weekend, which was thoroughly enjoyable. But um, how involved were, were you and Veloce in, actually f- in the formation of the sport and, and how the rules and, and, and how things were going to run at the weekend?
1: <laughs> they ran at the weekend, that's an interesting one. Uh, look, I've been involved for over a year now um, and we have been heavily involved in, in all the sporting technical and team manager working groups a year or so ago we started i think as a group of people uh, uh, with a blank sheet of paper so uh, born out of that blank sheet of paper was a whole set of rules um, around sporting technical what you could change what you couldn't change how much money as a group that we felt needed to be invested in the first few seasons obviously the closer or the tighter the rules you keep, it the cheaper it is. Less development for the teams, and keeps a more level playing field when you have teams. You know, like Andretti, like Ganassi, with with, with big backers and uh, uh, you know big technical depth of the company. Uh, some of the uh, startups or the new companies coming in, like ourselves, would struggle to match those in, in in the short term. So it was decided that you know the car would be a spec series for at least the first year, which is what we have now. I, um, keep so we that. Were,
2: I, I love the car. I think it's great. Is it? Would you want a different car?
1: I just want a different car. I think there are there are certain elements of it. Uh, if you've seen the Hummer, for example, can actually change the front bodywork, uh, which was permitted under the rules to make it look a little bit more like the Hummer. I think that ABT, Abt, have some sponsorship from Cupra, uh, which is a Volkswagen company. I think yeah. coming for them. So I think the idea is that you can tweak the bodywork to look like an oem uh, should it come in but essentially the aero is the same the weight is the same the dampers are the same the diff ramps are the same give the same battery uh, the same amount of kilowatts uh given to each people so stuff that we cast or camber rake ride height we have a choice of three different types of spring there are some stuff that we can do to tweak our individual cars um, so there is some still. Um... And was that happening
2: in the race this time, this week? This like yes. I, I remember they were talking about like I can't remember what one of the female drivers had a almost a different one from the from the male that was let out beforehand. And I think it was it was all very yep. different as to how it was controlled.
1: And... Yeah, we're constantly looking for obviously searching for the for the best setup in that in that region. There's no testing, so we go there uh, quite blind. So from the very early part of the weekend, some stuff that you may not see televised, we had, we had a shakedown uh, for a male and female driver on on Friday, which is the full time we run the cars at full power in that in that area, oh, wow. uh, one lap each, and of course you're always trying to work out then your spring combination, uh, the, the basis of what you're going to do after the track walk, and from there I think you know, I would be surprised if anybody's car left the paddock, yeah, same spec as it came in, you know, every every Working on different maps and from the, electric, from the electronic side of things, we can we can change the the torque split of the car, we can uh, change the mode of traction control that we that we wish to run and the uh, the, the pedal curve. So there's a few bits and pieces from an electronics point of view as well as the springs and roll bars. Uh, uh, sorry, springs and dampers that we can change isn't the roll bars
2: Well, well, it's quite interesting about. Uh, Excuse and especially Saudi, I don't know if it's going to be like that for the whole series, but there is no road there is no path to follow even in rallycross, almost there's almost a sort of path to follow yes. road yeah i mean you the 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 width of that space that you could have gone around especially as you had the three cards yeah in the finals and the crazy race it just changes so much that, that your your walk around must have been impossible to even try and work
1: out yeah only all, 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 i think when you're when you're doing your your, your recce uh lap, we were given two hours to do that You're looking just for, I said, primarily for hazards um, and and the sort of the ideal line. Let's say if you're looking to (laughs) to be in front. But I think in general, you you know, you're looking if I need to go wide here, you know, what's that terrain? Like reading the terrain is very, very important in this sort of um, this sort of sport. And then we had the you you have gates that are set out, which you need to control. So you need to pass through a little bit like skiing. Um, but yeah, it, it was. You know, we all knew it was going to be extreme, and, and I think you will find it was very extreme. It was. Did you
2: get to the top? It definitely did you get to the top of the ski slope and look down and go. That's a bit of a hill. Like,
1: do you know? I I, I, I never actually went to the top. Did you not? <laughs> hill I, I did to the second <laughs> the second June. I went to the top of, but the first June, yeah. um, I went a... to the bottom where the drivers walked up and looked <laughs> over the edge, and then we drove around and saw it from from the from the backside. Um, <laughs> but I've seen a few <laughs> in my time in the Middle East that. bit of a region for me so um you know yeah and but spectacular scenery you know to to go and have and Mm. you know we we maybe touched on it earlier that little bit that the format change that there was for the race i think one of the things that extremia has going forward is the fact that i think they're not frightened to change the format and i think that we Mm. in the case of a lula uh because of the type of sand that's there it, it it grinds into a into a powder and creates these big dust plumes. But I think that we shouldn't be frightened to go back to that venue next year. We just need to find a format that suits that venue. And likewise, we're going to Dakar in a couple of weeks' time. It's now about finding the venue, the, the format that suits Dakar or the format that suits Greenland. I don't think we necessarily have to have the same format at each race.
2: I think that's a really interesting idea, to have a different format at each race that works for that, country in the same way you know it's very much about the the different ways of being green and as well throughout the the series yes and i know you're doing a lot of a a lot of the drivers are doing a lot of green stuff and i don't i'm guessing you guys are as well bottle collection every every country and every area is very different um like are you are you part are you having to do a lot of the awareness of of that as well the green side or is that sort of just the
1: no, I think I think I think when you buy in, you buy into it all. From from my point of view, uh, it's important that we buy in as a team that we believe in what we're doing. I think that people don't realise even from the passes we have that are made, the hard cut passes are made of the bamboo. You know the, know, the the trophies are made of recycled material. The the, the stage that um, the podium stage is made of recycled timber. They go to they go to great lengths to to preach what they um you know, or to whatever the saying is, you know. But um
2: Practice what you preach.
1: Practice what you that's preach, that's that's the word. And I think that, you know, if we look at the hydrogen power generator, you know, that's that technology is in its infin- infant infinity. I think they created about a megawatt of power over the weekend from the hydrogen to charge the cars. I think and you know, talking to those guys, they're waiting for um some new hydrogen making uh, equipment to come along uh, for the next couple of races. They hope to get there to about three megawatts by the end of uh, season one going forward. A lot of this stuff is new technology that 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 we're all look, looking to. And look, we can't hide from the fact that there is a certain part of the community and maybe the older generation that 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 think we're sports washing to a degree. That's that's not you know we can't hide away from the fact that not everybody. We'll we'll buy into the program, um, but we're certainly doing more than, than than most sports at the moment. You know we're we're planting 200 hectares of rainforest in Brazil. Uh, you know we, we are doing our, our, our oceanography. You know we have the scientists that come with us when we're in Greenland. We're putting a whole lot of scientists on the ship to oh, yeah. to to look at the receding glacier for a whole month. Because one of the problems scientists have is actually not to fund these expeditions, but because the ship is is docked um, in Greenland for the best part of a month. It gives them their own sort of headquarters. They've got their own laboratory on board to take all the samples. We go back year after year. I think Xtreme is actually doing something. It's not just talking about it.
2: I mean, it's phenomenal. I mean, that whole ship idea is such an amazing, interesting idea, and it gives a base. And and so, and and just so, that's the St. Helena, isn't it? That's traveling around the world?
1: Yes, that's correct, yes. Yeah, she's an ex uh, sort of a postal ship that used to go between Cape Town and the island of St. Helena. That's uh, a supply ship. So um, it's it's had a complete refit. Um, it, it, it now runs on sort of a biofuel and um, it, it made it as green as it possibly can do. And I think if people talk about the gap between the races. Part of the gap between the races is all based on the St. Helena being able to sail at her most economic to get between those between those destinations
0: so who is it who's actually um stays on the ship is it people that stay on the ship constantly for the whole time or do, do people kind of bounce in and out depending no, it, on the it, program it's
1: bouncing in and out. the the saint helena is um it obviously got its own crew um uh, merchant crew and they sail the ship from a to b when it docks um, a certain number of personnel live on the ship uh, some of us or some people did in uh where we just Saudi, but we were Alulu is quite away inland, so the travel time is is a little bit harder. Uh, I'm personally staying on the ship in Dakar uh, nice. at the end of, at the end of May, and then again we're all staying on the ship in Greenland because uh, there's not so much accommodation in the particular area that we're
0: <laughs> that, that,
2: way, that right.
1: we're going to now. It's quite it's quite a remote place, so again I think you know it's 75 or 80 people that can live on the the Saint Helena at any one time, so the bulk of the team will stay. And
2: on the Saint Helena, your your cars are on there, and is all the pit pits and everything, all the advertisement boards, everything we saw. Yeah,
1: everything you see there sales on the Saint, Saint Helena. So all of the paddock tents, yeah. uh, you know, all of the equipment, just, just sales sails right around the world. So if you didn't put it on at the beginning of the year, uh, you know, you won't get it until uh, I'll get a chance to put on it until next year.
0: How does that work when you have um, uh, things like repairs to do and uh, and spare parts and everything? Do you have a certain amount of spares for the year? Well, or? We, we,
1: yes, we have a, a certain amount of equipment that we're able to carry for the year, and then Spark, with a single make supplier for the car, um, carry the spare parts for us. Uh, for sure, there's going to be a resupply, and um, and and one of those resupplies will be in Valencia in a few weeks' time, where. Um, you know our car will actually be offloaded now in Valencia due to its indiscretion which I suppose we should talk about. (laughs) Well if we move on to the
0: to the event itself then obviously uh, we were uh, both looking out for you for obvious reasons but uh, unfortunately we didn't get to see that much of you. um, The the first the first qualifying session Uh, Stefan Sarazan had a bit of a Bit of an accident. Um, so, what exactly happened? And uh, assuming Stefan was on her and yeah, well,
1: just uh, you know, we talked about the big dune, big sand dune. And we had quite a good first sector, and um, at the bottom of sand dune, there's a there's a road crossing, which took us into the next section of uh, of desert, and uh, just a little bit of uh, uh, car snapped on a little bit little bit of oversteer, and he caught uh, what we call a lump of camel grass, which is grass that grows up. Um, in the desert, which is like hitting a rock, um, and he just caught that with yeah. the with the front uh, wheel of the car on a little bit of an angle, and barrel rolled it. was <laughs> a, a better yeah, for a better word, barrelled the car. And believe it or not, the the two way aerial, uh, which gives us communication with the car, is positioned quite close to the main hoop of the of the roll cage, and our car just came down in such an angle that that. Um, Aerial caught the main hoop of the cage and um, put a dent in the main roll cage of the car. So, unfortunately, wow. as we all know in the business, uh, once the roll cage is damaged, your weekend is over.
0: I mean, how as, as a team, how do you bounce back from that? I mean, I imagine Jamie was probably uh, quite no, upset; yeah, yeah. didn't even get I mean, a chance we were, to run I mean, in the car.
1: As a new team in a new sport, gutted. I don't think um, really describes the the emotion that we went through in the first few hours. Um, But, you know, it's professional sport, isn't it? Um, It's like footballers getting injured or anything like that. You know, the disappointment then turns into, you know, what can we do to fix this? How are we going to get the car ready for for Senegal in a few weeks' time? Uh, It needs a complete new uh, tube frame structure inside it. It does. So uh, uh, Mr. Agag is very kindly going to drop the car offer us in valencia on the way past gonna dock in valencia for the formula e weekend and we will have five days to reshell the car and um, and get it back on the boat to sail wow. to sail south so so um, yeah we'll there'll be a few uh, bit of midnight interesting. All
2: it's interesting your cars going to the formula e There, you know i suppose it's going to be a, i suppose it's all the part of the same system of People. Yeah, I think
1: the ship is just happens to be coming back past uh, at the same time, so I think it, it was then deemed to be an opportunity to promote you guys. Well, promote uh, promote that. I don't think you know it's only our car that I believe is coming off the ship because it was put in a different hold um, because we need to get it repaired, um, and I think it was just deemed it would be easier for us to do it there than it would be to send the parts out to Senegal and have to do it in the tent in Senegal. The week prior to the race so we're very grateful to to alejandro for allowing us to do that mm-hmm. um, and that, that that's all part of the you know dusting ourselves off and coming back in senegal basically our season starts now in senegal when I mean, we came away from saudi with four points for the championship and um you know we, we would have learned a lot we want to transmit from that but we need now to turn around and, and perform in uh, in africa
2: and, and yours wasn't even the only crash on that uh, over the weekend. Um, it, there was another big crash
1: where two hit into each other. Yeah, yeah. In the dust, Look, it's Motorsport. There's plenty of crashes in Le Mans. Plenty of crashes yeah. in F1. <laughs> um, you know, I'm, I'm sure the spectators found it found it quite exciting. I think again, it's the extreme nature of the environment that we're that we're racing in, and the dust. And again, the first race meeting. I think the strategy um from ganasi to run their male driver last against the females meant that they could hoover a lot of distance up for example in that particular race uh, which he was trying to do and then you know you have one driver who i believe was on hyperdrive um, yeah. with the extra power going forward as another driver was 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 breaking in the dust um, and there was a coming together and i think when we go back talking about the format that's what you have to look at you know, in a Lula does yeah. a single car format, and more like the WRC with the power stages that work better in that environment than, yeah. uh, than multiple cars.
2: You Before we came on with me and Tom were just talking about it. And it feels like, yeah, it's a WRC. of so in that type of area, but it may, when you haven't got the dust and you're not fighting each other just to see. Uh, it, yes. Yeah. It'll know, be, very, it'll be very
1: different. I'm sure in, in Greenland, for example, where we're looking at a much more sort of volcanic, uh, even wet, uh, damp surface where the glacier is melting, because uh, we're at the base of the glacier. So I think that that'll be a completely different scenario to what we had, what we had in Alula, um, and you know we are in Dakar, in La Croze, which is the end of the old Dakar rally. That's uh, why the Dakar is called the Dakar. Yeah. And um, and a lot of that will be down in the main beachfront, which will be fairly damp um, surface. So the back of the dunes uh, could be a bit narrower, a bit twistier a bit slower but then we're gonna have very fast sections coming down the beach so again it's a completely different scenario to to what we had in in the desert of Alula.
0: so you you don't even know the track do you before you get there they don't even reveal what the tracks going to look like so you can't do any prep work whatsoever I think that's um it's a testament to how how strong the drivers are and just how important the the, the drivers are to, to the team. So why did you why did you decide on on Chadwick and uh, and Sarazen and who is it you made that well, decision? We it,
1: well we made those decisions to start with as, as a as a team as a group of people you know the directors and myself. Uh, and we looked around the world at various options of drivers. Um we have an existing relationship with with Jamie Chadwick. Uh, so we worked with Jamie on some other projects so we felt that um it was something that Jamie you know, Jamie is a dra- very driven person um she's a you know formula w uh, champion um works very hard at getting everything right so um we we did some uh, some rally driving with her um which she uh, which she took to and um felt she wanted to have a go at it and we felt she was the right person for us within the team so Jamie was, uh, was, was quite nailed on at quite an early stage. Um, we then, we then um, did a lot of testing with a South African driver called Lance Woolridge, who is actually our reserve driver now. Lance runs a car in the South African off-road series um, with, with Ford backing. So Lance came along and did a lot of uh, initial testing and uh, remains with the team. Uh, and to this day, he was with us in, in Saudi and then we also um, had a look at Stefan, um, who is a 44 year old, I think, Stefan, um, Le Mans winner, ex world rally uh, participant with Subaru, and runs his own very own motorsport business in the, in the south of France now, Rally and rally course. So we came to sort of thinking that we had a very exciting young driver with Jamie, a very exciting young driver with Lance, but possibly we lacked. Um, a little bit of experience within the team. So, uh, that made things swing a little bit in Stefan's favour. So, uh, that was a decision, but it was, you know, it was a late decision, but we just used all the testing opportunities we had right up until we we made the decision to take uh, both Stefan and Jamie. And uh, we, ha- we have two reserve drivers. You know, Lance uh, remains uh, with the team at every race meeting. Um, in, a, in an advisory sort of assistant team manager role, and then we have uh, Lady Emma Gilmore from New Zealand, who's our re- reserve uh, female driver, who we, we had a lot of uh, contact with in this whole process. And p- part of the whole backup thing is COVID. You know, you're, you're you're one PCR test away from 10 days from 10 days in quarantine. I've actually yeah. just done I've actually just done one now. Before before we did this, I had a nip to the post office to post office, my latest uh, PCR test
2: i i work in the film mm. industry over here and um yeah. I, I mean i'm over in ireland yes I'm working in the film industry and yeah we're all we're all tested every couple of weeks
1: yes yeah just to get us yeah. through all the cars. i think i've just taken my seventh pcr test in two oh, weeks
2: they're horrid things aren't they basic, basically
1: things. every every two days but that was the reason for having a portfolio of drivers and at least a backup and, um, and that's
2: the same with all the teams they've all got a backup now.
1: i would imagine most have by now yes i think we will but well, they can't always use Nicko Holton back. No, you're right. There. So I think I think you know, that's it, wasn't it? It's about it's about preparing. You know, we have we have we have two engineers. I'm mean, I'm a chassis engineer myself, so we have a backup engineering wise. We have a backup team management wise. We actually put more a lot more mechanics through the through electrical training course than we needed to. It is about preparing So that racing in COVID times is very different to to racing at normal times. And what's your
2: team that's actually out in Saudi Arabia? And obviously. I know you can only have three people touching the car or switch over, but how big is your team?
1: Uh, well, actually we were, we were originally going to be seven plus one, having <laughs> seven plus one, seven plus the team principal, And for Saudi they allowed us to be nine plus one. Um, and that's, that's the team. So.
2: Wow. Such we were, a small team.
1: Yes. Yeah. We are three mechanics, two engineers, two drivers and a, a team manager. And then Lance came as our reserve driver. And sort of spotter and timekeeper and, and and that's the whole squad
2: wow very small and um so you there, it's amazing how bigger names are in the series but you yourselves have adrian newey and involved in your team don't you yes we do yes yeah i mean hmm. like, there's some big big names in in motorsport like that, what what do you think is it, is the appeal the, because a lot of them are a lot of the drivers are all track day i mean Jensen button's a track day car a track day driver and a um, and a lot of them are track day drivers as well as um, even the team principals such as hamilton you know That's yeah. just Yeah, phenomenal. and
1: rosberg, yeah, rosberg. You know, i think what... there's a de- desire there's a desire for change and i think that's what it is i think those of us that are that are have been in the sport a long time now see that the world is changing we've all probably got a lot of people who've got children that are, that are coming through school now that have a different view on, on, on society. You know, you, you know, even you look at programs like Blue Planet, for example, that have highlighted, and I think then, you know, with, with the COVID situation, I think the, the world in general is changing. People can see um, perhaps they're more aware as, as society has slowed down of the damage that we're doing to the planet. And the need for positive change to do something, not just to to plant a few more trees in New Zealand. Um, and I think it's um, whether you call it conscience or not conscience. I think that's for me one of the things that's attracting people to XE is the is the positive change.
2: And will there be more teams? I mean, I'm surprised I'm not seeing Subaru and you know the 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 World Rally Championship known cars Ford and Subaru yeah. and Peugeot and whatever that that they're not in it yet. But then that happened with. Uh, formulary as well yeah. they weren't in it and now they've all slowly started coming in but
1: to... manufacturers manufacturers yeah. are known for being very nervous they will they will wait they will wait for a year dip their toe in the water get a little bit of relationship with the team they're always uh, reluctant to commit to anything that's new and I think that the problem some manufacturers have at the moment is where do you go you know you've got extreme a, coming. We've got the electric, uh, we've got um, ETCR. We've got Rallycross going electric. We have the World Rally Championship that's turning into a hybrid solution. Dakar's going to turn hybrid. We still have the same old problem that there's probably only 10 genuine manufacturers in the world because, or less than 10, because they all own, if you look at the Volkswagen Audi Group, for example, how many Mm. brands are, are under one group. So I think people will sit back and or manufacturers will sit back and decide where they where they want to put their dollar and i think some manufacturers are more forward thinking i think others perhaps are slower on the sustainability side and i think we we've certainly spoke to some and they have to decide as a brand if they're going to invest a sustainability money in cleaning plastic from the ocean planting more rainforests or actually backing non-fossil fueled sport because they could achieve the same goal without actually doing any motorsport, so I yeah. think, you know, that's that's the problem we have at the moment.
2: I think, I think what's amazing with Extreme e is you do have those big names in already, and that's really going to push your drive for Extreme. E. It's on terrestrial TV. It's all over YouTube. You know, it's amazing yeah. how accessible this sport has suddenly become from nothing. I don't see World cross on TV. You know.
1: Yeah, yeah, they've they they made it. They've done a fantastic job of making it accessible, and I think just from my own, my own personal, Facebook, you know, my neighbours, for example, who've never really followed uh, what I do for a living, I've now said, "God, I you now saw the telly on Sunday," you know, and and, and, and just my mum and my sister and my children have never watched me any other sport. I don't think I can remember for, and, and they're all sitting down to watch Extreme E now, because it, it's connecting. It's connecting people to not only the sport, but the problem, the issues that we have in the planet.
2: And it is phenomenal because like um, myself and Tom belong to a number of Formula One groups and, you know, track thing. And this seems to have really taken off with them, whether it's the electricness, whether it's the drivers that are involved with it. It, It's a real interesting view to have that whole sort sort of system system there. But um, where do you see that happening in the future? I mean, we're down for the next two years, isn't it? At least with extreme E. Are we, are, are we expecting to go to different places or is this sort of a system that will always go to a desert, a, you
1: know, a green... No, I, think, I think they're looking for lots of different ways. So I think that it's no secret that they want to go to Nepal, for example. We, we need to look at that. We need to look at places around the world that, that we need to touch, that, that things need to be highlighted. But I think we also need to go back to Greenland year after year, because unless we can get the same science from the same place, then we wasted our time going there in the first place. So I think I think you will see some repeat uh, destinations um, because we want to see about the improvements. But we're also looking to expand and to go to new ones at the same time that we open up the technical regulations for the cars. So I think that we will look in two years time at Exe and it'll be very different to what it was in Alula.
0: How do you see the the race weekend format changing? Would you like to see them trying all kinds of different things? And, and what would you like to see
1: them try? Yeah, I, I think that, like anybody, when we arrived in Alula and, and the format was changing as a team manager, you don't like that sort of change. You know, your initial thoughts, oh, great guys, thanks for telling us, you know. Um, but then when they explain why they didn't feel the initial format could work, and then when we saw the final, we understand you, you, we have to trust in the people that, that have the knowledge. And as I sat back and I thought about it, I thought, you know what, this is great. We're so entrenched in the FIA system or the Formula One system, where everything has to be exactly the same every weekend, even from the point of view in which the broadcast starts and exactly how many number of laps we have until the checkered flag should or should not be thrown, uh, depending on how good that person is, that it's quite refreshing that, as long as we explain to the general public why the format is changing for that weekend, um, Uh, why not? And I think that we will end up with possibly two or three different formats Um, and, and, you know, we will end up with a single car format. We'll end up with a single car qualifying format with a multi-car semi-final and final, a little bit like we saw in Alula or in places like, I suspect, like Greenland, never been there. We could be back to the five and four or probably five and five by the time we get to Greenland. uh, normal, uh, racing sort of rally cross sessions. So I I, will honestly depend on, on the environment when we get there, because we're all going to all these places for the first time. Um, I'm not saying they're going to make it up as we go along, but we're going to make it up as we go along. (laughs) I think that's part (laughs) of the
2: fun, isn't it? To see the different world. And like everything that goes to these countries is, it's every you know everything is removable and how, what's it going to be like to be in those tents which sort of sit in the um, sit quite nicely in the world of uh saudi arabia there are they are you going to have the same tent the same pit system in greenland or are things going to yes. change there as No,
1: well? it's exactly the same
2: wow so You're yeah, we are going to get cold take a jacket
1: we have new jackets on order don't you worry about that <laughs> we, we we have uh, we have warm weather clothing and, and, and we have winter clothing but no, that's the idea. Is that it obviously the only about the inflatable is t- They pack down into quite a small bag, so they take up a, a, a lot less space on the ship. And the whole, and basically, they're full of air, which is which is free to put in when we get there. And and of course we're only borrowing the air because we let it out before we leave, so uh, it's very green. So you know, yeah. and that you know the whole paddock is like that. It all just gets packed down with them. They, when I left on I left the site on Wednesday, uh, Monday, sorry Monday afternoon about two o'clock. There wasn't actually much of the paddock left. It was already down and and, and and put away.
0: I just love the fact that everything in the entire sport is so it is so green orientated, even to the point where the ship is recycled i think that's it's a very uh, yeah. it's a very uh it's a very noble way yeah. to go racing and and hopefully i think other other formulas can learn a lot from it i know i don't know if this is related to extreme or just part of what the FIA's uh, mandate has been but i know like the like flax fibers and bamboo and stuff are now authorized for use within formula yeah. 1 our, so our i don't know if flex. you're going to see so
1: the actual bodywork yeah um of of the extreme of the Odyssey 21 is is flax fiber
0: it is. Mm. So if we can see stuff like that, um, if we can see extreme e experimenting with new materials, which can then go into these other formulas, I think it's got a it's got a real strong part to play in the uh, in the sustainability of motorsport. Not even not only just for extreme e, but for the for the rest well, of the world as know, well. I think
1: we talk about the hydrogen powered generators. You know that is something that's mm. that's, that's under development at the moment, um, and out of that, you know we, we will have a much better hydrogen powered generator system creating much more power remotely than we've ever had before and you know that sort of system can can um can power villages in, in in Africa in years to come. You know it's it's they can they can and power the my
2: village in in, in <coughs> Do you know what I mean? I think yes. it'd be <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we 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 always get power cuts here. But I think it'd be
0: yeah. They get they're getting a telephone <laughs> fitted in Ireland yeah. soon, aren't they?
2: <laughs> well uh, yeah we're on such low bandwidth here. We always joke about it. But like it's it is interesting that like, that technology will be related to the, and, and even the tires, uh, there's something strange about the tires, isn't there, and eco-friendly, eco-friendliness of the tires, but that, I think what's great about Xtreme is bringing that into the reality of everyday life, not just motorsport, not just cars, but also everyday, the hydrogen system will power film sets in the future. I can see it happening now, Um, and remote power, that's a really interesting green technology that will change the world, and it started with extreme E in some ways.
1: Yeah, it it, it has been. And, and again, because we're going, taking that technology around the world, you know, certainly when we get to places like Dakar, when we get to Brazil and, and to Argentina, you know, we'll be showcasing that technology to parts of the world who wouldn't have ever seen that technology before. And uh, we'll, we'll be opening up, uh, you know, th- those those markets for, for this sort of technology and, and explain to the world that you know you can be green and we don't have to grow so much palm oil and it's just about education you know we, we'll, we'll get you'll get the haters you know there's, there's a there's an article on on one of the well-known um bbc car program magazines if you know where i'm going yes which yes. is a bit which is a bit scathing <laughs> today um when we read it and think that they've just got it wrong they've just got it wrong but we're not going to please everybody i think I think extreme E will be very decisive. You will we'll get a demographic that absolutely gets it. And then it's part of the motorsport world that, that doesn't get it and will never get it because they're embedded into the fossil fuels uh, market.
2: And I think, yeah, I, I, but I, there's only so much that they can do there. There's only so much that can last, the fossil fuels. And I think, you know, the more the more Chelsea tractors that go green, the more the world will change. I think.
1: Yes. Yeah. I think there will. There won't be, you know, it's it's only it's it's within living memory now going forward that, that, that there won't be any fossil fuel Chelsea tractors produced because there won't be the desire around the world to, to purchase them, you know? So I think that, you know, whether it's fully electric, whether it's some form of self-charging hybrid, um, the world is going to just be different motoring-wise, and how we use cars, how we use cars, and the journeys that we take, and it's all going to be very different in the next twenty years.
2: And the, and talking about the cars, the the cars that you've got there, you said they're Kevin in Babu, is it right The battery can only last literally for the two laps, and that's why we're getting the only the two laps at the moment? Is that, yeah, I mean that somewhere, I'm, and it might be yeah, and,
1: an, and no, you you you're not wrong from the point of view that the battery was designed. Um, Originally, to be fair to Williams, for one driver, and the program was one driver to do uh, a number of laps or a certain distance, and then the format has changed into the male and female format that we have today. Um, and again, there's massive improvements been made on the battery. So one of the problems with the battery is the temperature that the battery creates, the heat within inside of the battery. So it's not always about the amount of charge you have left in the battery, it's about the amount of temperature that's safe within, within the cell. So cooling is is as important as charging so we we have a cooling and charging cycle uh which takes about which takes about two hours so because the temperature was so we were 39 degrees in alula last week during the race they reduced the horsepower for a couple of reasons one was to uh make it a little bit safer after a couple of massive accidents and two was to keep the battery temperature down so again we will see a tuning of the cars to again suit the length of track or the environment that that we're in so it, it's just the whole process of again just being you know we get there we drive the cars around they keep an eye on it and they're just the kilowatts of power to to get the you know and maximum
2: are the the cars two-seaters aren't they?
1: they are two-seaters but we only obviously at the moment use one
2: it's it's there a re- it seems strange to have a two-seater car for when you only really need one just for extra weight Yep. Yeah.
1: no i think is i think a... they look. at too- well, I think they looked at all formats when they started. So they looked at driver, co-driver. They looked at two drivers being together. Racing drivers being racing drivers aren't keen to be passengers while well, another race driver is, um, is in charge of the vehicle. That was one of the deciding factors. Uh, another factor was from the point of view recovery of the drivers in the event of an accident. We then doubled the amount of medical assistance and ambulances that are required and helicopters to remove two people from the scene or if it's case four people if there's two cars coming together. Yeah. So I think it, that was some of the reasons at the moment that we we just have one driver in the car. Um but the second seat remains in the car. So that may change at a later date. Cuz you
2: could have a quite an interesting co-driver. Longer rally if you will, you know, and then swap halfway through a race as opposed to swapping places. And I said yeah,
1: yeah, you could do I think that it's an open book and that's why the car was built with with two seats. But at the moment, the plan is only to run one this year.
2: And you're saying about the 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 Odyssey, and you sort of have it as a spec series, and and obviously things are changing. Would you think the it will change that you can basically build whatever you want type subject in the same way that the Formula One car you can build yeah, whatever I, you want substitute? I on. think it'll
1: follow a similar model to to Formula E. I think okay, you know there'll be. I think I'm, you know, we don't know There's, you know, we're working on what we call a technical roadmap. So I think that certain components may be opened up next year. So we'll basically keep the same frame, but they will open up shock absorbers, brakes, maybe some of the, um, some of the inverter technology. And then in season three, we'll be onto a gen two car that we will build ourselves within a set of regulations, but possibly with, um, a common battery, for example. Just, hmm. I think I think that also the development costs of a battery are massive. So I think that again, if you ever yeah, most quite a, tube framework is tube framework. You know whether you're in uh, rally or circuit racing, there's a number of companies around the world that that do that, and you can do that in quite a cost-effective manner. There aren't that many people that produce batteries. Like McLaren mm-hmm. and Williams basically. Um, and as though there's some new startup companies coming in, they're fairly keen to get into it. I think the feeling would be that you could you could spend a lot of money on battery technology. And, you know, I think the popularity of Formula E um, is the fact that they've managed to keep quite a good handle on on the costs.
2: And um, just talking about that, it was interesting to see the cars were all green and the, the world is all green. What I did notice, and sorry to throw a bit of shade on the is that a lot of these support cars that were around were definitely typical 4x4 petrol, diesel vehicle. Yeah. It's sort yeah. of the plan to go to try and get everything as green. Yeah. as.
1: Yeah, and and this was one of the criticisms in, in the said magazine this morning. Oh, really? But I, but I have to be, give credit to them. There's a whole fleet of electric the BMW X5s that that you saw that were about the paddock were all uh, electric. Oh, wow. They, they were all electric. Um. When you are teams landing into northern Saudi Arabia, the only four by four vehicles that you can hire to get into that region are petrol vehicles. The same as the aeroplane we flew on it, had aviation fuel in it. Okay. There is only so much at this time that we can do other than offset our carbon. And, you know, all of that stuff in terms of hire cars and and airplane mileage all goes into our carbon capture company and Obviously, we 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 do something about that separately to to Formula E. but but you know we talk about Blue Planet, for example, you know what a what a great program it's highlighting, uh, you know it's highlighting a whole lot of things. You know we don't talk about how the cameraman got there, right. and we don't talk about the ship that sails out into the sea to mm-hmm. put the remote submarine down. You know there, there, there are some there are some things that are just unavoidable at this time. But as long as we're, I think
2: the world is changing because I know one of my friends is is a CEO of a company called Clean Planet Energy, and they're doing they're now trying to do plane fuel out of of recycled plastic, you know, plastic and making fuels and things. And I think that's a different way of the of energy, Um, and doing like we've gone very much down the green battery world, and I think that's really interesting. But I think there are fuels that can be used that have a are recycled and changed yeah. to be used and I think it'll be I think that will happen you know biofuels as well are all happening as well and and you're doing the carbon offset there's a whole world of different energy saving and energy um, sort of reuse and I think that's really interesting that we can do that and show different variations uh, of that side and it's interesting as to you know, especially with hydrogen fuel coming on as well, as to how that progresses. Is. is hydrogen the future, do you think?
1: I think the hydrogen's, hydrogen's the future in certain markets. And I think that agricultural machinery, heavy plant, maybe trucks, you know, making hydrogen and storing it is probably one of the big problems we have. And we probably can't do that at Tesco's. Um, you know, so I think that we're going to end up with a number of vehicles. So we'll have pure electric vehicles that will do the running around town. We will have self-charging hybrids. Uh, this will be the standard sort of motorway car for, for reps and for, and for business. And then we will have sort of heavy plants uh, that, will work on, that will work on hydrogen and, and agricultural machinery. I think there's not one solution that fits all now. Yeah. Um, so I think we'll see a raft of, of, of different things. But the important thing is that we've started we started, we're going somewhere, we're going to improve the technology, we're going to build more data. At the same time, we're going to highlight the needs and education. You know, we're, we're educating people in Dakar. You know, we've, we've got to educate people about the damage that they're also doing to the planet, the rubbish that they're tipping into the oceans. Um, and, and this is a vehicle of, of scientists and, and, and schools and getting in touch with the, with, with the younger generation in those particular markets, um, and, and, and greening up to a degree other countries around the planet, the likes of Britain and France and Germany and Denmark, they can't do it on their own.
2: No, About also having amazing races all over the world. And I think, you know, and having a lot of fun, it seems yeah, like, like a lot of fun. It's definitely one of those things I'd love to be, like, uh, I'd love to, I can't wait to COVID to be over because I think viewing it would be amazing. If you ever get, if anyone ever got the chance to do it. Yeah. One of the, one of the, one
1: of the, Crazy bits about uh, Alula was the fact that from the paddock we could only actually see the finish line, and and, and gate one of the of the course. Um, it, it was kept as that much of a secret from the teams. Yeah, you know, we weren't allowed on the course until until the recce. So the rest of it I did see on TV. And and um, one of the things that surprised me, and I was surprised it surprised me, was how different Google Earth was to the reality of of being there in those canyons because we've all sort of yeah, you know, once you find out where the region is, you all attack Google Earth, and to a degree, you can sort of work out where the track's going to go, where the kilometres, you know, the car's going to, do. But it's all very sort of two dimensional, and then you get there in these great big dunes and these great big canyons, and and wow, it was it was so different.
2: And and camel grass everywhere, and road bars camel, camel grass,
1: yeah, and and dips and soft sand, and and clay, and then a hard surface, and we actually went over. A, a, a rocky air, which was a bit like I would imagine the surface of the moon to be. It certainly threw everything up the the, the continental tyres that we could.
0: I think uh, the the word camelgrass is a bit of a bit of a swear word in the <laughs> blockchain camp right now. Hopefully, I think you'll be glad to see Best the back avoided. of that. Yeah. But it's. Um, I'd love to just uh, just to finish off. Just throw a, a question at you about uh, about drivers uh, and uh, a theoretical question. If if you could pick any driver pairing through the history of motorsport they are alive, who would you pick to compete in your in your fantasy extreme E T? Well, team? Well, thankfully
1: you gave me a little bit of notice at the beginning too uh, to think, to think <laughs> about that. So I will thank you for this. My male driver would actually be a Finnish guy, four-time World Rally Champion, Juhar Kankinen. <laughs> I <knew you> so as <laughs> so you said finish well, no, you'd just, say, just, I you'd say you yeah know, it was it was it was a guy I worked with um in my young, in my younger day, just a very very cool, calm, typical finn that would have taken um everything in his stride, and I think it, this is mm. quite poignant for my at uh, this particular moment in time for my female driver, I probably would have taken Sabina Schmidt just because That's really funny just because she, We'd have had a really, really, really good laugh. You know? Yeah. That's yeah. my choice. Yeah. Colin McRae yeah. and Sebastian uh, that yeah. would have not been so, my choice. Not so far there where you are, but um far off. But I just think you've got um, sometimes you've gotta have opposites. So you've got to have the very serious um uh, driver and and then you need to have the person that's just gonna relax and, and treat it like a whole load of fun. So that would be my that would be my pairing.
0: I think I'd have been tempted to put Kimmy Räikkönen in there.
2: <laughs> See, I would have had
0: Just because he's done. I stuff. To a... Sorry. I
1: was gonna say he'd have just been hard work, wouldn't he? Yeah, he'd have... well, only ever do what yeah. he wanted to do and not what you wanted to do. Yeah. So I think I, I, yeah, I yeah, I like it in your fantasy world, but I'm sure he would have been hard work.
2: If I had if I had to do living, yeah. it would have been botass. Yeah. Uh, he he drove the car
1: team. did he? He drove the car. He drove the car oh, really. in Chateau Les stores. Um oh. Back in October, everybody got to send sort of a driver forward, and Lewis sent him. Basically, said, "Go on, you, you go, you go <laughs> didn't, didn't Carlos uh,
2: send Carlos? Carlos Sainz sent Carlos Sainz.
1: Yeah, yeah, he sent the send. Yeah, and, and Bottas was at the time <laughs> one of the ridiculous. quickest people that had driven, one of the p- quickest people that had driven the car. Oh, really? They were very impressed with Bottas.
2: Yeah,
1: I mean Bottas is surprised. known for his I'm rallying, isn't he as
2: well? Does yes, he is. Yeah. so I think yeah, Bottas for for live, and, and I probably would have gone with Jamie, Chaywick, a bit of a British, you know, favourite. So
1: we've got to, yeah, yeah, know, no, and and so. and you know, we were talking about people that you know, dead or alive type of thing, but um, obviously you know, we feel so sorry that Jamie didn't get it ride but Jamie'll bounce back. Jamie'll be first in the car in uh, in in Dakar, and um, I know she's uh, it- itching to get back in and, and prove herself.
2: Yeah. That's really interesting
1: right well you've
0: got uh you've, you've got yeah. our support 100 we'll uh we'll be covering extreme e and uh and we'll be uh we'll be getting everyone to, to cheer on for Loche for the yeah. for the whole season but uh brilliant. yeah thanks um thank you so much for joining us it's been an absolutely brilliant chat i've learned so much about about Formula E and uh and and how to and how to actually look <laughs> after this world that we live in as well so it's uh it's been an absolute blast and uh just want to say good luck for the season and for the future Cheers, as well. Cheers,
1: thank you. Thank you very much for having me on. And if we can get you to talk about bit next time and not formulae so much, we'll have, we'll have won, Tom, won't we? We'll just need to convert you there.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. I think I think
2: I'm already yeah. sold on it. See, track Tom's a track boy, and I'm I'm the, I'm more the four by four man and the the off-roader. So we're trying to get. Uh, I'm,
1: I'm sure we'll get you converted, convertible, but thank you for having me. And um, thank you. Yeah, please feel free if you, if you want any updates throughout the season, whatever, to come back. And we're always happy to come along and, and, and chat to you from VelociBase. It'd be
2: great to have you halfway through the season, a bit of an update. So Absolutely. hopefully winning the, the t- hopefully winning the constructors at that point.
1: <laughs> hopefully. <laughs> yeah.
2: Go, brilliant. Thank you, Ian. <laughs> Cheers.
0: Bye. Great. Thanks a lot. All right. Bye. Right. So, rant time.
2: So, Ian mentioned in the previous interview that you've just heard about a certain magazine from the BBC. So, I went Googling in the most Jeremy Clarkson way. I could go. I went Googling and it it was... um, I went on the
0: internet and I found, found this.
2: this and it's not a picture of a naked man or whatever they actually ever showed. It's Who something even more showed.
0: offensive. Apparently
2: it is some Egypt. Am I allowed to say eejit? That's PG, isn't it? Is that? Yeah, you're fine. That's eejit. Just can...
0: like to say before you go into one, these, oh, these, these, these opinions are, um, are predominantly Carl's as I haven't read it. Uh, and although Ian pointed out to us this, this particular article, um, I uh, and said that he thought it was wrong. He has had no way influence our opinions on this. This is strictly our opinions. So, Rowan
2: Horncastle, oh Jesus, what a name! Um, reckons the first Formula Ray for eraser um Formerly's off-road cousin didn't deliver. Okay, right. He goes so he starts off going. Oh, talking about chocolate egg and beer. Grand, you're boring. Then he found. um he found it equally fascinating and beguiling since the first hearing the rumors, but it wasn't because the beguiling. It prezzled his brain because it had more questions than answers. Okay, then he goes on about this being the fact that it was being in Saudi Arabia. Let's just point something out: they are going to Greenland, they are also going to the Amazon, they are going to places where a human rights, e b green technologies, c just the whole culture of these places is not perfect nothing is perfect and that is the point as to why they are going if they wanted to go somewhere perfect they would go to norway or wherever green or whatever the greenest or place monaco is. or well that's not very green but do you know no. they will go to the green yeah happy places that don't need people to see equality they are going with a male and a female driver that as far as i'm aware and i might be very wrong they are paid the same they are on the same pay grade they are the same style of everything that if that comes out in the wash that they're not <laughs> then they're stupid but the whole point of this is gender e- inequality uh, gender equality yep. as opposed to inequality gender equality that is the whole point of this to show and climate a, equality and climate yeah. equality and equality in general this is what Formula One is trying to do with their, like we race as one bollock. Sorry, the right. This is what they're trying to do with their, with the Formula One, with their race as one thing, and it doesn't work. And it doesn't work for them because they're not doing it. They are doing, and then this guy goes on. Oh, they could have just gone round the racetrack and done it, and done a peach clean at Folkestone or whatever. You're missing the point. Absolutely. Absolutely missing Absolute the point. Tosh. And then, and then he's like, "Oh, a sight of a former Royal Mail car- cargo ship chugging along, you know." And he goes on about how that it's that I, I can't find the. Let me find the little actual. Sorry, let me so start this again.
0: On, on that, I mean, I say I haven't read the article, but on that, the whole um, ex Royal Mail freighter chugging away that's had a complete refit, which Ian said about in the interview, and also I know that they they're going at whatever this means um at the most um economical speed, so they're going at speeds that. Uh, are least impactive on the environment. It's like, if, if we all, if if planes, or planes go at economical speeds, if planes went at full speed, then they would get to the places a lot quicker than they currently do, but they go at speeds of the most economical because they l- use less fuel. Granted, they do that from a financial point of view, but they're doing, you know, the great ship St. Helena is doing it as, uh, from a green on, perspective.
2: The, the whole thing is, this is, as you pointed out in the interview, this is a recycled ship. This ship is Exists if it if it if it didn't exist it would have been broke if it if it was being sold it could have been broken up and and gone into something that was that and we've seen in India there are hundreds of ships on on um, on dry docks all waiting to be broken up and not actually being done I think it's India I might be very wrong and it's and it's plagued that all that oil is leaking into the sea and things so they've saved that from that um, that world they could it could have ended up being a normal merchant ship. Which they would have put it on full whack and drove it across the sea. And it still exists. The whole thing about this thing is it exists. They haven't built a new ship. They haven't done anything to make this. It was a second hand ship that they have changed already. Also they're saying that it's like a bus. Buses are dirty vehicles. They are diesel generated horrid vehicles. But the thing with a bus is it takes 52 people... As opposed to taking the one person and 52 separate cars, that 50. This is exactly what this boat is doing. It's saving 20 different planes landing in in Saudi Arabia. It's and it's going at decent speed. It's it's accommodation on there, which we we heard Ian saying he's actually going to stay on that ship. It's it's transport for not only the cars but the whole race. The whole paddock. The whole paddock is on that ship, like. Are you insane? This guy yeah. is absolutely mental. Yeah. And then
0: And then they're docking in Greenland and they've got scientists on board that are doing all kinds of all kinds of tests and, and things and, and doing things for the environment whilst okay. they're there.
2: And then and then he then starts I mean, I like business. I'm a very business oriented man. I like I am like I'm listening to a book about the fall of We Work. That is the sort of business type So then the guy has the the ghoul to then start slating um Alejandro Agag. Gog? Agag, sorry, Gag. Agag. Agag, has the goal to start um, slating Alejandro Agag by saying that, why did he leave um, Formula E to start Extreme e? How, like, what, like, is he taking a massive paycheck with him? A, I don't care if he's taking a massive paycheck with him because what he's done with Formula E is amazing. And he's one of the, like, a lot of entrepreneurs don't sit and wait for that just to sit on that whole system, if there's if it's fine, it's in good hands. We know that uh, formula e is in good hands, and Charlie will will attest to that as well. But to them say, Oh, why is he looking at streaming? Sorry, he's looking, have you seen? He's also involved in Series E as well, the boat thing. Like, he's mm-hmm. obviously a businessman with amazing, always looking for
0: the next thing, yeah, for he's, he's like Elon Musk,
2: yeah. But like, yeah, who's learning at Elon Musk that he's blowing, you know, going up in um doing cars and going up in and paypal or whatever he he originally did uh, or going up in rockets like it's always about fight like i don't care if elon musk does isn't day-to-day running of tesla he set up tesla grand and he's now doing spacex whatever doesn't bother me then the same way like this shouldn't bother in the same way that bernie exton ruined
0: formula one he should have left years ago he didn't ruin Formula One. He did a lot for Formula One. Yeah, we like arguing about. But, I know what right. you're coming but do from. you know
2: what I mean. Like he should have. Like be, sometimes you need to have a new perspective on it to make everything work and yeah. and and work on new race systems and new ideas and new companies. You know, if, and and we've had it on here. We've had um, what's his name? The um, Mark Preston. Yeah. So we had that on here. We had Mark Preston. He's involved in in Extreme E and that in the DS g team, but he's also running Street Drone. Do you know? It's mm. not. There's things, as a businessman and entrepreneur, you don't just stick on this. So stop worrying about that. Then they're going on about all these V8s. And I pulled up in on that, which is interesting that I did say in, I saw a couple of V8s, you know, lugging hospitality people around and things. And it was actually, well, no, there was a whole fleet of BMWs. Yes. But then explained, well, that's
0: all you can get. If you can only get that, what else other options is there? And you need to. And like you say, they already exist. If you're, if you're going oh, yeah. out and buying a brand new electric vehicle, then that's actually going to create a huge amount of carbon emissions. Whereas having a 15, 20 year old car yeah. that's already exists, run that into the ground and then buy an electric car. That's the that's. But the way they're hiring it. the car. They're not even buying yeah. the cars.
2: It's not like that fleet is now just sat there. They're hiring yeah. a car that already exists, that has done its time. They yeah. are also trying they're also doing the carbon offset as well so they're planting trees i mean we heard him yeah. saying they're planting two hundred thousand trees or whatever it was yeah i can't think
0: i, I saw an interview of alejandro agag and he said that he's fully aware of the hypocrisy that people are going to see in in extreme e and the fact that they are spending a lot of carbon to create the series but he's are saying that you have to create carbon to eliminate carbon and but it's like the, you, the you speculate creating- to accumulate that's the whole yeah, thing with but that. you you to, to create the awareness you you need to you know you you, you know to make an omelette you you've got to break some eggs. So yeah. if he if he wants to create awareness he's gonna have he can't create a a completely electric formula that without electric. burning a bit of carbon to get it off the ground but once it's off the ground and once people are aware of it and the technology and the investment goes into it then you're going to start seeing that carbon come down and it's going to go carbon negative Okay. And let, let's be honest if you if you buy a Tesla it comes on the back of a petrol
2: generated uh, diesel generated <laughs> lorry do you know what yeah. I mean it's just like yep. come on Think about exists. which already exists, but precisely because that is the obvious thing, you know. It and and Elon is getting his his semi, uh, his Tesla semi. You know, grand. I get that, but I just think this guy and so many people don't under don't think about a green technology. Don't understand how you speculate to accumulate or understand and and these i can't bigoted for want of a better word individuals that are so i don't get where they they even get off i love the sound of of the v10s you know and we listen to the v10 bring back the v10 podcast is that the right one
0: yeah, yeah it's worth checking out actually the race bring back v10s you uh, know tells classic tells, tells classic f1 stories I yeah. uh, just listened to uh the series finale of season three today actually uh, and, excellent and we and really, really pe- out.
2: but we enjoy the sound of a v10 do not get me wrong but that does not mean that that is the future nor does it mean that it is wrong to have a v10 it's more of it's more of being that that industry and that you know we're doing it in the in the film industry we are the most the worst industry in the film world um for being green but we're trying and we're doing little things here and there you know our recycling's gone we're getting batch power generators but things take time to change and as long as they're changing in the right direction every footstep forward is a great footstep every you know every electric car that is being built is a step forward but don't don't forget about the the way that that got there and this is mm. what extreme e and formula e is a hybrid series and uh, sorry formula e is an electric series and f one as a hybrid series they're all steps in the right direction we're not gonna we're not gonna have perfect equality tomorrow we're not gonna it, it i'm sorry i wish we could i really do i wish the world could snap and it would all be green and electric and safe and it works perfectly but unfortunately we're a human race and we've never been perfect and we've never done that and one step at a time and if if Alejandro Gag wants to go and build the next you know I'm looking forward to what I I don't care about boats but I'm intrigued to see what the the E1 series is going to be like hmm. you know because it is because I'm following him but I'm but now it'd be really interesting to talk about the sea in the future, and 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 it's these are the things that are fueling the industry and fueling the world. And the stuff that is going to be taken from these motorsports and put into the real world is the most interesting thing. And I don't care about you know speculate, to accumulate, break a few eggs to make an omelet, whatever you want to call it. This is that you have to do that, and these things already exist. They are trying to be as green as possible. That is better than anyone that's not trying to be green and thinking that, you know, even if you think that climate change is a complete con, just go and stick your head by an exhaust and breathe it in. It's not nice. Do you know what I mean? Please don't. I'd just like to clarify. Please don't stick (laughs) your head by an exhaust pipe. I'm not suggesting that. But do you know what I mean? Is that, you know obviously that's not healthy if you even to just breathe in just think about these things i drive me and tom both drive diesel cars you know but they're cars that already existed because both of ours are second hand and also we will in the future and i know tom will and I, i i'll speak for myself on this one we will go electric as and when we can financially and as and when they were. It works for us, but we will try and. But we will be as green as possible. I know Tom drives his diesel as green as possible. I've driven in his car. It's the slowest thing in the world. Maybe that's just <laughs> your car or you're driving. I'm not quite sure. But you do. You go very green. I go green. In in trying to do the right thing, let's just do the right thing. That's the thing. Let's not let's not slay people that are trying to do the right thing, even if they're making billions. Elon Musk is making billions for being green. That's, and let's that's not stop. Let's just stop. If you're doing one thing. You're doing one thing to save the planet. Recycling my coffee capsules. You know. Okay. I'm not the greens people. But this is what it's all about. It's doing as many of those little one things. To make the world a better place. And that's including a in motorsport. And, I'm, and, and these bigoted idiots. That write on. Top Gear. Magazine here. Just seemingly don't have a clue and I don't know it's almost like this guy is left over from the Jeremy Clarkson era of and even, do you know what, I've seen Jeremy Clarkson once in my life in, in person, he was driving riding a bicycle,
0: the guy is a caricature, you know he drive. He was riding a bicycle anyway, so I'm just going to after 16 minutes. I think it's about time we put. Oh, this, sorry, uh, this this rant to bed. Sorry, <laughs> I I saw, and I was very clean with my rant. You were, you were, which we're going to make an attempt to be a bit more clean in future, guys. Yeah. So, so but um, while I'm trying to right, look, look, just be green, be sensible. You've got 30 kind. seconds to finish this rant. Talk. Be
2: sign, Be careful Be don't ah. Oh. Anyway,
0: where do I send this email? So this rant was brought to you by sponsors for racing, who once again continue to uh, to be associated <laughs> with us. Thank you very much. Uh, Matthew, Maybe not for, uh... associated to my rants though. No, no, definitely not. <laughs> I, <they laughs> have, like... No. <laughs> no association <laughs> with Carl's plant and our opinions are our own uh, but we are promoting Sponsors for Racing oh, yeah. as often as we can as they're uh, uh, they're another great cause helping young people into motorsport yeah, so uh, very... check out Sponsors for Racing like the old phones for you uh, website Sponsors for phones Racing for you. yeah we're not video so that doesn't uh... matter. but yeah uh, check them out and if you've got a spare a couple of grand chuck chuck it to, uh, to I a think young, they'd even them, them take a, a few tenants you know. uh, i think Uh, the minimum i think the minimum investment is a thousand pounds either way uh check them out if you've got a spare couple of grand sitting around and you want to invest it in young people so anyway uh that that out the way what did we think of the extreme me at the weekend oh it was great i i mean like
2: like we we've had this discussion with ian on the phone there um on the phone on the zoom on the interview that's right we had this discussion with interview ian sorry it was great um and we we had this discussion with ian on the interview as to the the setup because we had a little chat beforehand and we were saying Mm -hmm. that the actual qualifying was really interesting but it didn't Mm -hmm. quite work the racing um because of the dust and because of how it is
0: i think you're wrong (laughs) um I think I ju- I just thought it was as a as a racing spectacle um, for wheel to wheel racing. It just lacked a little bit, and that's more down to the location and the uh, and the conditions um, rather than a, a criticism of the sport as a whole. I think on a on a bit more of a consistent surface, um, then I think it probably could promote better racing um, and. S- yeah, yeah, it's a brand new formula. They're going to try things and what's great about it is that they're not set in stone. They're willing to try things and change things even mm-hmm. during the weekend. They're willing to just just know, do you know what? Let's change this. That's not working. Let's change that. That's not working. I wish Formula One would be a bit more like that, a bit more open to change and not by you know six months of committee and asking all the teams and don't let the lunatics run the asylum. Just say, look, this is what we're doing and this is why we're doing it. As long as it's done in good faith for what's right for the sport... Mm-hmm. Do it.
2: I, it d- I I did find it really. I found it really interesting. I, you know, I loved, I loved the difference. I loved. I loved that they were trying to be different. I loved that they called it literally a knockout a crazy race. It just made me laugh lots. Yeah. Um, and it was and and you know it was interesting seeing the crashes and things as well. I quite. I weirdly, I'm I'm quite a, you know, I'm one of those crash gawkers,
0: if you will. Yeah. Oh yeah, well, I think we all love watching a crash I and mean, whether it's, you know, trying to do it As long the, as everyone's um, safe and well yeah, Absolutely and just absolutely, like like Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's you know, you, the first thing you do is when you see a big crash you're like, God, I hope everyone's okay and then when you, as soon as you know everyone's okay What well, right, happens? <laughs> let, let's, let's, let's watch that again <laughs> but, that, but,
2: also, but also, we've, this is proving the point and this is proving the thing with the Formula 1 as well the amount of crashes they have and everyone walked away you know, and there yeah. were
0: mad crashes. There was a couple, and of only mad one crash. car, only one car was damaged beyond repair. Yeah. as well, and there were like four or five big shunts. Yeah, and only one of them. Unfortunately, it was Ian's car. Yeah, <laughs> uh, was, the, was the only one that was uh, that was wrecked. But the, the race itself, um, the well, they, the event was was won by the was won by the Rosberg team, mm-hmm. which is Molly Taylor and Johan Christofferson. So they lead the table on thirty five points. Uh, second was the X44 team run by Lewis Hamilton, which is Christina Gutierrez and Sebastian Loeb. They are on 30 points. Mm-hmm. Just two points back is um, is Timmy Hansen and Katie Munnings. And that's for the Andretti United team. Uh, and then... Um, th- so there's something to get behind in every team here. I don't know what my favourite team is. Well, I know who my favourite team is. It's Veloce. But um, like mm-hmm. to, from a sporting perspective there, you've then got... Um, You've then got is it Campos I think it is with layer signs. I was really impressed with layer signs, and and Carlos signs, um, and then and then fifth you've got uh, the Excite team with uh, with Oli Bennett and some Spanish name that I can barely pronounce, but I'm gonna give it a go. It's Christine uh, G- Giampioli-Zonka. So that's the top five on twenty points. Uh, obviously with uh, um, Veloce only getting one run out uh, for the first first qualifying session and then not being able to finish. Uh, Yeah. Unfortunately didn't, didn't take part in the weekend, but we'll be following them as the underdogs for the rest of the season, being uh, bottom of the table in ninth, Uh, see how high they can get. It's, uh, it's going to be tough to, to catch up to, uh, to X44 and, uh, and, and the Rosberg team. Uh, But uh, we're going to, we're going to give it a shout. We're going to, we're going to try. Hopefully they'll get there. Um, yeah, it was uh, it was it was good. Next up for Extreme is is it Greenland next? No, it's Dakar, isn't it? That da- yes, so Dakar. You're right. Dakar is next up, twenty uh, ninth of May, uh, and then we got Greenland after that. Uh, so yeah, it's it's going to be. Uh,
2: but we might thing. see them on. You, you might see the Saint Helena that dirty boat um, on Formula E that recycled boat that recycled dirty dirty boat mm. from me um uh so yeah I, I you know it'd be great and we then we, meantime we've just been talking and a bit more and we, we're gonna be floating around the different you know for sports and things and and it'd be we're, i think this season's going to be very different we're finding our feet um now and we're finding you know we've found exactly what you guys are after and and what you know so it should be a great season of every
0: sport that's coming on there's so much motorsport coming on yeah it's really interesting uh yeah so i think uh we'll 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 give it a rest there we've want we've yabbered on enough for you i hope you enjoyed the interview with ian uh and we look forward to being back in just a few days again with the with the formula e formula which e is uh in rome which is coming up this weekend that one ah. That means we'll have Charlie on. Yep. Cool. Right. Anyway, right. see
2: you later. See you next week. Ciao, Bella. Bye. I see what you did there. Ciao, Bella.
0: <laughs> <laughs> two opinionated friends who like to put the world We're tonight.
2: a fully opinionated podcast, are we? I swear I heard that. Anyway, visit our website. <laughs> monkeyseatpod.com
0: and follow us on all the socials at monkeyseatpod I'm going to do that bit again we are a fully independent pod